0: Welcome to the Ryback Show live. I'm your host, the Big Guy Ryback, coming at you today. Happy, happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming live on Instagram and TikTok. The Big Guy Ryback 22. We've got them opposite sides today of where I'm recording. I've straightened it out on the um, on the for the for the YouTube version of the show. I've just kind of just trying a few different things uh, for the background and uh, and. Uh, Just continuously improving the Ryback Show. Hope everyone's doing good today. Just got back, got my coffee, took the dogs for their early afternoon walk. Hell of a start to the morning. Got a lot of work done. We got a lot more to do. Got a big, big leg session today uh, and everything. We 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 just keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Going into that WrestleCon appearance this weekend. This show, guys, is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you give it, have a moment to give it a listen, listen through those about the minute, minute and a half of ads on the front end. Guys, listen to the show for 30 seconds or a minute. Let's keep that show moving up the audio ranks as we have one of the most listened to wrestling podcasts Overall on all platforms that it is distributed, but we got to get those audio numbers up. Those numbers do matter. The the audio, all audio listens do matter. So uh let, let's let's keep that going. And iTunes reviews greatly, greatly help the cause on that. You guys are the co-host of this show here at Ryback TV on YouTube. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions go. Health fitness supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything. In between this show, this podcast is brought to you by my Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweet with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors, vegan friendly for all people, men and women. He, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. New customers can save dis- uh, 30% discount code Ryback30, Ryback30. Returning customers can save 20% discount code FEEDME20. feed me 20, feed me. Two zero. Get a free bottle still to the end of the month of our one, two, three muscle joint tendon support. Great for people with muscle aches and pain, tendon pain, and arthritis. Check that out. A $44.99 value. Yours free. Just add it to your cart when it pops up. As it says free gift, my gift saying thank you for shopping the best supplements on the planet, along with all the Ryback merch and accessories that we have over there on feedmemore.com. Hashtag hungry. All right. Let's get going. Let's rock and roll. Super chats are always greatly appreciated. The Big Guys Starbucks uh, and Shoulder Scar Tissue Relief Fund uh, as we continue to, continue to move forward uh, of overcoming the impossible. And uh, I'm looking forward to my big WrestleCon appearance Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Everything is ready to go. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping we, uh, we do meet some some great people. I know that's going to happen already because it happens at every meet and greet. Uh, I, I genuinely look forward to talking. And even if you, you don't have money for pictures and autographs, I say this all the time. You are more than welcome to come over and come say hello, shake my hand if you want to shake my hand. And if you have something you want to talk about, more than happy. Uh, I've always prided myself on on like those interactions and I truly thoroughly enjoy them. So it's we do yes we we do we charge us, everyone charges that is what it's for everyone there but it's because so a lot of people don't understand why you for meet and greets it's you're paying to meet a person at a specific location because if, if like otherwise you may never meet them right and that's what meet and greets are for it's for people in a certain location that would never get an opportunity to probably meet that person or very rare unlikely that they would meet them to pay for that opportunity to do so. And many people love it and enjoy it and have no problem with it. For those of you that don't like it, if you don't have the funds, that's okay. You don't have to, that doesn't mean you can't come over and come say hello. I don't know that it's like, I've never, I've never, like a lot of people like to remember the experience. There's never any reason to ever hate though. And I see it with everybody. They're like, what are these people charge? with it? Because everyone has to make a living and it's everybody's time and energy. But you're meeting for a specific time and location. That is what meet and greets are for. And it's for you to be able to share something that you might want to tell them, that thank you to them, something that meaningful in their life that they did, whether it was from a book they wrote, a podcast they did, a supplement line they created, or a memory that you have of them that really resonated with you from pro wrestling, right? Or anything and everything in between all of that. So that is what meet and greets are for, and that's what's going on at WrestleCon Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm pumped. Nine to five Friday, nine to two Saturday, nine to two Sunday, and here we go. All right. Uh, starting off, we've got a wrestling uh, question. Uh, during live event, how do you get uh, how do you get used to the cameras being close to your face while walking down the ramp? You literally don't, like, don't even, it's, it's like breathing. You don't even think about it after, I think maybe initially when you first get into wrestling and, like, in developmental, they get you used to that in developmental, though. You've got cameras around. There's not as many, but it's the same setup, kind of. Like, that was something, and I I, I was in three different developmental territories and got different experiences from each place with it. By the time you get to TV, I mean, you're already, like, maybe not in everyone's case, but in mine, I was already ready to go. It was, I was, it was, and I'm not, you, you don't think about it because this is what professionals do. You do something over and over and over consistently. In, in, and then it's just second hand. Like I I can go out and I don't once when I'm out there and in the ring and you got a live microphone and you see the red light on the camera and you know, though, you know, that red light means you're being broadcasted to millions and millions of people live. Like, but when you're out there, and, and this is something that times, sometimes people take a while to get used to being on TV and whatnot though. But once you start doing it week in and week out, and you're just constantly in front of people all the time, it all like, it just, it, at least for me, it just, it's like, it's effortless. It's, it's absolutely effortless because you're so prepared. You know what you're doing. You're so confident that there's nothing that can go wrong. And even if it does go wrong, that's what I do. Like if I ever mess up anything I'm doing, I'll just hit my head and go stupid, botch. You're like it messes. Who cares? Literally. But if you're prepared and you know what you're going to say, it, it's it, it's it's not it's not I don't know. And you're not you're not worried. But your brain, where I'm getting at, it's like you're not like out there and like you got to like you, you got to say your lines or you got to say you know what your bullet points. You're not like, and I'm sure this has happened to people and they freeze and, and things. If like a deer in headlights look, and like if you see that because they have cameras, they might have two cameras on 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 like a camera on side of you, and then they might have the hard cam shot. But what they'll do is, like they're so good at zooming in and out to like so if you're on the hard cam, the guys that are in the ring they'll back up, and the camera shot will come in, and they won't be is the focal point, or they won't even be seen. But then you're talking and you're doing and you're trying to to you got lines. You might have a camera like right in your face on on either side and talking. You cannot, you have to be so zoned in and focused that you can't be like, oh my God, there's a camera in my, what was my line? Oh my God, what was my line? Everybody is looking at me. That red light means millions of people are watching me. Uh, What is going on? Like, but that's preparation and confidence and consistency of doing it and being in practicing it. That's the stuff you guys don't see on it and then you get out there, but like you that's why you should have the respect for everybody that even gets to that point because so much work has been done for the most part for anyone that's been in the business and come up through developmental like the amount of work that has to be put in to to even get there and, and make it look easier than it than it is. Right. So I remember when I was younger and I, I, I remember right before I got signed for tough enough after I uh I, I knew I wanted to 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 be a wrestler, but I knew I had to, um, I always, you know, I could always speak and talk, but never, like I, it was, I never, um, I never cared to like go up in front of class and and, like, when you have to do that. And I was always able to, but I, I, I didn't really, uh, like, didn't, I I don't know. I just, I didn't do it a lot. Didn't have to do it a lot growing up with it. So I remember I took a a public speaking class right before I got into wrestling and it had to do some speaking pretty consistently on on a weekly basis, in front of like a, a fairly large group of people, which is nothing like wrestling. But that was kind of, I wanted at least a little experience on uh, on that, get a little feedback back. And then you get into wrestling and you do that every week with promos and, you know, and in, in, in doing that in front of your peers and people that, that you might not be comfortable with. And then you, you do it in front of shows, in front of people, and they build you up and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, it's not like you just take someone and go throw them out there and go, go. I mean, it can happen, but the, the odds of it being as good as it can be are not as good as if somebody's trained. And, and, and again, a lot of people that are trained still don't get it. There's only a small group of those that they think they're going to get it that actually get it, and, uh, you know. But that was why, like, you remember when Paige came back in AEW and, and like, and a lot of people, like, overly judgmental and critical, she and everyone handles stuff differently differently. And this is one of the reasons I love doing this show live and talking. It keeps me sharp. This is one of my big reasons. And I it keeps me going and it keeps me comfortable in with talking. Because the more you do this, the easier it gets. And, and so, like Paige, when Paige came back and you go out there and you're in front of people again, you can get a little bit nervous if you if you're not if you're not like haven't done it in a while with it and in and, and then is you do it more and more then it all comes back and you get comfortable and everyone has different levels of that and how being awake can affect them and in different things. But I remember that's why I was like, I spoke up about it when it was like, man, everyone back off. Like that stuff, like you have no clue. And I know you, you're watching the, the professional level and, and one, it wasn't bad at all. I thought it was more than fine, but two people are just too overly judgmental and non-understanding of what it actually takes. So. You get used to it. Good to see all of you guys. Hello, hello. Looking at your your chats and your your questions here. I'll hail King Ryback. Thank you very much. Very kind of you to say. Uh, when I'm watching live from home and it goes to commercial break, do you all stop wrestling or continue? I'm guessing since you have a live audience in the ring, you still continue wrestling. Yeah, and they've got picture and picture on all the shows now. That shows you that they wrestle. So you can't. I mean, that's just common sense and logic. What are you gonna you can't just stop? You can you can do things, you don't do as much stuff that you would do on TV. You know, for like WWE before they did picture in picture, which I'm not a I'm not necessarily a fan of the picture in picture. I'd rather just go to break <clears throat> because it's so small. And I would work, I would work the same way in picture in picture as I would as it goes to break. And most of the guys, because it's it's just not worth doing unless it's a specific spot that they want you to do to, to show coming back on replay, which they will do sometimes. Um But typically in, in what it w- was with, when it would crash to break and you've got a, you've got a, was it three minute commercial break or two minute commercial break? Um, You would, you would usually kind of work small in that you would uh grab a hold. You'd work a couple holds in there. And then you'd have a couple little 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 spots, but nothing too extravagant in that. And then what you will do is you'll time it. The referee will tell you we've got 30 seconds till break. Grab grab the hold back, and and so you want what you and you get good at this the more you do it, and you you then try to get into the hold and get it so that when you're coming back from break, that and it's not the same thing every time, but you 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 typically if you want to get it going in action on it. You, in this, because I'm going to tell you two different scenarios where you do this. One, you're coming, and they want the crowd and, and to to kind of be hot and coming uh, as they come back from break, and it would be kind of the 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 baby face or who the heel has the hold on. the they start, your the crowd. They're starting cheering, coming up, coming up. They might start fighting back, but you try to time it where you're getting to that point is is close to coming. Like the ref will go, "We're back," and like, and then you'll know that like the guys already kind of there or he's just getting ready to to kind of start kind of trying to fight out of the hold right well that the other scenario is is they might need to to talk about something coming back from break and they might, you might've done one or two things that they wanted to do that they're going to re- during the break, right back, took so-and-so's head off. And there's a clip of blah, bam, bam. And the referee, and the announcers are talking and they might need like 15 seconds. So the referee might communicate, just stay small for 15 seconds or in whatever verbiage that is. And you're just in a hold and you're just working the hold and you're looking around, but you're not, you're not, you're not doing anything. To, you're letting the commentators take care of the TV portion of the thing. And then the referee will be like, all right, let's go. And like, this is little stuff that goes on all throughout that you just get good at. And that you just and then the referees are so damn good, all of them that I've ever worked with, man. And they're just so good TV wise, because they've all been doing it. And even the new refs were great with it. And they uh in giving you your cues and and you get good at that stuff, man, as time goes on with it. But um uh, it's uh yeah, you you work through the break. You don't just stop and like like grab a grab a microphone and uh and me and Kevin Owens are wrestling and, and and during break and they're like all right like the, the, the audio the producer guys break cut and we just like stop everything we're doing I'm like Kevin are you okay? He's like, yeah, Ryan, I'm absolutely fine. That's, I think this is going really good. You know, Kevin, I think it's going really good too. But like, Guys, how do you guys think this is going so far? Me and Kevin are really enjoying this out here. And then do like a two or three minute like Q&A during, during the break. And then right before we get a break, I cheap shot Kevin with the microphone and the crowd goes, aha, he got him. And then I go back to the hold and we come up from the hold. But none of you at home know that's what's really going on during that live audience. All right. But yeah, that's. Hello, good to see all of you. Uh, All right, Patrick, we're going to ask you, we're going to put Patrick in timeout. Patrick felt the need to tell me he loves me over and over. We don't discriminate. You are going to get a meat hook. I'm not going to shell shock you out of Rybackville yet, Patrick, but you will have an opportunity to come back and be a normal, normal acting member uh, of Rybackville. Uh, let me see here. I'm going, oh, we got a big super chat here. You guys, you guys are going to drive me crazy with this. I can already tell. Jesus. Jacob Mobley. Thank you for the super chat. Hey, Ryback. I was a big fan of yours during the WWE run. Recently, Renee Dupree's co-host has either messaged or emailed you about being on his podcast. Renee always liked you. Thank uh Much love, big guy. Yeah, we talk about this now, the like last two or three shows with you guys. Thank you. I've already told you I'm not doing anything right now. When I tell you guys, when I'm doing stuff, I'll do something with it. I'm doing my show right now. I'm very busy running Feed Me More Nutrition, getting ready to go back to wrestling. If I want to do interviews, I will do interviews. I'm a grown man, 41 years old. Right? It, it just, nothing looks worse. Like I love Renee. Renee's great. We get along. There's no issues. I'm not doing any shows right now. So you guys don't need to, to say his co-host emailed you. Or like, like Don't worry about it. When I'm doing interviews, we're doing interviews with it. I don't, I just tell you guys straight up, like, chill out on that shit, man. It's stupid. Like, I, I would feel like, I, I too either wouldn't be like, hey guys, go tell Rene Dupree that I would love to have him on my show. No, I would just message him or, or do it myself with it. Like, let them, if they do that and I get back to them, great. You guys don't like, God damn, what are we doing here? <laughs> One person tells me I got the information. I don't, if a hundred of you, it doesn't change anything doesn't doesn't make me make me want to go do it any quicker any i will do interviews when i'm doing interviews and i've already said i will do them with the wrestling shows like him like keeping it 100 over like the mark and dirt sheet things so don't worry uh paul uh, yeah paul we talk about that all the time um we're gonna get Paul out of here. I don't, I don't, I don't like Paul very much. <laughs> Shell shocked Paul. Oh God. Let's get more normal people in here, please, guys. More normal people here into the Ryback show. Uh, sweet sugar sugar Roo in the house. Thank you to everybody over on TikTok. Uh, I will say I want to talk about a few things today. Uh, but but uh TikTok. What I'm not going to be doing anymore because I've I've noticed a trend with what they're doing, and I think this is um, I'm not going to actually speak too much on this because I feel like that sometimes isn't good to do with what's going on. But essentially, TikTok kept giving me uh, community guidelines every portion of time, and they would even go back and do old videos. Um, uh, and they used to all get overruled, and like they would be fine. What they started doing is they started recently, I picked up a trend on the videos where I hit my head. Um, they will not take down the original video that I stitch, but they're citing me with, with promoting dangerous acts uh, activities and things. And I believe, and so what they're doing is they found a way to take my most popular videos and take them away from me to keep me continuously shadow banned. So we're going to be adjusting up some things and, uh, and they're not going to stop, and we're going to get the views, and uh, we're not going to let them let them keep doing this uh, because it's not right. And with everything else going on on all the social media platforms, but uh, that's I've noticed some trends. And also on YouTube, they uh, we're going to make sure I got I got to time my videos and my where I don't post my shorts for some notifications because if they're wasting notifications on the shorts, they are then not going to the videos as they should be. Uh, appropriately, so I got to make sure that all attention goes to the, the these videos, the show, the feeding time, and and then do the shorts very sparingly on there as well, and give them zero reasons to keep trying to to, to justify anything of what's going on. So, I do want to talk about. I saw today. Uh, thank you, Jax Gaiman, saying uh, you like the new camera angle. Just. Just a slight adjustment. I have Everything was centered already in my podcast studio where I've been in here for years in in the different formats. And I'm like, why don't I just do a straight on shot? Uh, I I just because I I think because of how I used to do the show, because that camera used to be hard cam. So I always had my computer off to the side so that I was that and I was kind of just stuck with that. And I go, no, the show now is with the camera right here on me. I'd rather just square away and kind of see the the back of the the podcast studio as a whole. So that's all we're doing. Uh, Today, I noticed uh, I was really happy on on what I saw on Raw with uh, Bobby Lashley uh, and Omos. I'm really excited for for this WrestleMania match. I think that there's going to be a lot of attention. I love the fact that Brock is really they're painting a really, really clear picture that Brock Lesnar cannot manhandle or 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 get his way with almost and they're they're truly truly hyping up almost that like this is he's it looks really good going into this. And if you noticed last night on Raw where the crowd started chanting for Brock when he when he got out of the ring for Suplex City, be, right. So rather than just let him go out there and do everything all the time, going into it, he's not pulling off his his stuff that he routinely pulls off. Now the crowd is wanting to see. Can he even do this to him? Is he how's almost going to react when he does this? Got to tune into WrestleMania to see what happens. So that's where I, I, even though it hasn't been the longest build in the world, I think they, this is, it, it's very simple, effective booking going on with this match. And I watched that last night and I just go. I'm I'm I really like how they've done this. I like how Brock has gone into this in in doing it now. Is is Brock? You know, the, unless he's leaving, the the chances are that he's he's going to win. But I feel like he if he does this match and this is how I would do this match with it is let him just throw you around and dominate you until the very end. If Brock is going over, let him let him really really like put it to Brock and be very careful not to make a lot of covers and do this in positions so that Brock isn't always kicking out. But, but finally something happens with almost late in the match, whatever the time is, if it's a 12 or 15 minute match, say, and, and that something at towards the end and, and something what I would do is, is I would let almost, I would actually let almost get blood if you're going to beat him and start bleeding at some point. Uh, and where Brock starts, he's fatiguing fast. And, and, and that is a great way out for him that, that at some point like he just lost too much blood and, and Brock, he couldn't overcome Brock, right? But if it, that didn't happen, he would have beat him easy and everyone's, so you know what, that to me is if you're going to beat almost is how I would do it or something along the lines. And I love if you do with blood because two of like Brock, they have to do something where Brock has to finally, like he needs something to happen in his favor to, to make these odds a little more even. And you keep almost a monster. Granted, he still loses another big one, but it's done. It's such a dominant fashion up to that point that uh, that that it's it will actually he'll come out of it even better. So I'm, uh, but even that that said, I think almost almost could use a huge win right here. Almost could use a huge win because wins and losses do matter in pro wrestling at the right times, and this is one of those times where it could really matter for him. Uh, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And again, the reasoning on that is because he lost to Bobby, he lost he lost to Bobby, he lost to Braun, and and this is the the third one. and, and is it strike three? I don't think so on it. it. But it does delay, you know, things. But it again, a lot gets factored into that. Uh When the Ryback trademark is finalized, does WWE owe you royalties for past or future use uh, on the network, Peacock? No, the, so the no, so should they? Yes, they should. But what they won't because they quit making anything like merchandise wise when when I left with it, which is how this all ruled in my favor because they got caught lying to the USPTO. So essentially, though, they could have, they should have ended this fairly early. And in 2019, early 2020, like if they were good human beings, like they, they already knew they were losing. What they did is they made it drag on until the very end so that I would have to spend is the most amount of money possible, which again, I've said this, the reason I did everything I've done with everything in the USPTO is I had an idea of how much money that was going to be at the most if this went on the whole way where I just said, let's do it. So I knew what I was in for. If it got that whole way, which I was expecting them to do what they did on it and and they 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 lived up to their what who they are like always and they kept it going and kept it going and kept it going so that I would have to spend as much money as possible and then right before it goes to decision which they're going to lose so rather than it publicly going to decision and them looking bad and losing which was 1000% going to happen they then abandon it last second because they got what they want on me spending the money they knew they were going to lose the whole time anyways with all of it and right and and then they can go oh we just didn't want it even though they go we want to repair the relationship we want to get no oh we didn't want it but that's that's why they did what they did on that doesn't matter to me i got what i wanted what i created right with that so um and why that's so powerful is now i can license this out I can. I have my own merch store. I can make my own wrestling merchandise at any point in time. For me, if I'm doing something on TV, if I'm working with a company, they can license that out for a year, for two years, for three years, whatever they like. We want to do on it doesn't affect me with my licensing, what I'm doing with it. And then if I want to go and if I wanted license thing with multiple companies, I could do that. I don't think people truly, genuinely understand how valuable this truly is, and it, it, it's it's a very, very good thing. One, two, and from even though I, I'll be out of wrestling close to seven years on TV, one good year can just surpass what everybody's doing if I if I do this right with everything, and it, it's it's because everything with owning everything, having the business, the supplements, and different things. There's in the podcast. There's revenue that just the floodgates can just with that, which is why you, you build and hustle and work and grind away for years and do these things while you're getting your health back and whatnot. But they, uh, the, the royalty checks from WWE died very quickly. I I still get one every, what, three times, four times a year, every, is it every three months, every quarter quarterlies? Yeah. So four times a year there, uh, I'll, I'll get the sheet of everything. And I mean, we're down to, I think, you know, it went from from six figures uh, being there to to to, to nothing because it, it's I don't know, maybe under a thousand bucks for the year, maybe a little more. I can't even it, nothing. It's like literally nothing uh, with that. But like it's, you're getting quarters or pennies on things, and that adds up to a little bit here and there. But nothing ever to like. It just gets sent off to the taxes, and that's it. You know with that um but all that worked in my favor by them because they abandoned it and this is what I've told everyone when they realized that I was walking out and I owned already the majority of my brand and then when they, they realized what I was doing with my my name and I changed it with that which I'd always wanted to do and they they told me to put it off I mean, we, this was all in, in everything with the proceedings that with that and they're 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 bullying and things they do along the way and that that we just just tell the truth that's all you had to do and, uh, with all of that, but anyways, it's going to be very good for me here to, uh, to, to have all of this and I'm looking forward to the future. And, but they were, I was, they, they were looking to, when they, when they knew they were going to lose all that and I walked out and then my name, they, then that's why they, when they signed the, the, the social media threat to give them all my social media, which they've never done this to another talent. They did this with an NDA and they wanted me to, to give them all my social media accounts, at the time and in the NDA that I would not going to speak on any of this. And they got denied. And the moment they got denied, they realized, they go, that's when they went in, they shifted it and go, destroy his social media, disconnect him from his audience. We're going to damage his brand. They put out all the lies on, and we've seen what people, and we got a lot of them taken down. I had to pay a lot of money to get these taken down and they just kept putting them up. And I go, I'm just going to have to just, just, just ride this out. And that, and that's why my attention, on like, and, and early on it was more frustrating when i hear the negative and hateful things now it doesn't even phase me like i'm so untouchable on all of this but like the because i've had so much practice and so much self-development on all of this that that though but the the creating the hate and trying to damage your brand and things and when you can't do anything about it because your your health isn't in, in horrible and you're literally at your worst and people are just coming at you and nope your good fans aren't hardly seeing you with all of that right and and so it just I just went one day at a time. I focused on what I could focus on and control on that and to the best of my ability. And, uh, and here we are with it, but this is what the game is being played. This is all a game to Vince. And this is what, if you ever hear like 50 cent talk about how the elites act and billionaires, billionaires do sneaky things like this. And Vince is obsessed with perception and brand. And hunters talked about this. They always, to me, always would preach this over and over. This is their 48 laws of power. They they didn't think too if I was never going to be able to come back, they go, Well, make sure he'll never be able to make a living doing anything. Cause Vince thinks that if he wants attention, because Vince always was like, uh, like things with attention. And Vince like, Ryback wants attention with it. And that's why I remember I talked about this on main event where he had me go around the ring four times during the show. Made no sense at all. I had my I was had with Axel, I think, or something. I had my heel by myself though, my bully Ryback jacket. And something happened in the meeting, or I made a tweet, uh, one of the, the tweet and deletes, where Vince thought I wanted attention. And Vince, ah, oh, he wants attention. Put him on main event the whole show. And they, they had me interrupting all the matches, which, by the way, felt horrible for all the talent. None of the talent, because my music would hit. I'd go around the ring, jawjacking, talking trash to fans, and then go right back to the back. Made no sense at all. Everybody, they're like, what's going on? I go, Vince thinks I want attention. on it," and And so I go, let's go give me some attention. With it, and I go literally don't. I don't care if you guys don't stop your match. I go keep wrestling. I go who cares? Don't listen. I go don't don't pay any attention. I go this is one of his little things with it. But so if he thinks I want attention, that's his way of like taking the attention away from me with it. And it just they don't realize, man, that that his stuff don't work on me. It's not, and I, it, I'm far above it and, and far past him in many many ways. And he he is not as evolved as he is successful and wealthy. I could tell you that much. So. Horrible human being though. And he's has to he has to deal with the, the punishment and, and his fate uh, when, his day, when his day comes. And he knows it, it it's coming sooner rather than later. So that's that. But I'll have that trademark in, in one to two months tops and uh and we'll go from there. Appreciate everybody joining on TikTok streaming live swing over to ryback tv and subscribe turn on those notifications i also liked last night um i thought becky lynch great intensity and fire on her promo last night i've always liked becky me and her always got along when she was there and uh and uh very sweet nice girl and nice woman and uh very happy for her and seth As i always got along great with seth on everything and uh, enjoyed enjoyed wrestling him and it looks like we got another spammer but uh so I'm very happy for them and 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 I enjoyed her promo on on Raw as well I saw too that Moxley uh on Renee's podcast the sessions John was on the podcast I actually listened to it at the beginning of it this morning John kind of just went, as John, John John can get pretty fiery on when he does John doesn't live on social media too much, but I feel like when John does see social media, he gets fired up over it. Because <laughs> he 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 talks about it. And I already know everything he 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 goes through with that because I've dealt with it nonstop ever since I got into wrestling. As most wrestlers do. He um, but CM Punk, I guess, made some Instagram post and but, but John was just kind of talk. He just kind of, like, just gave the, the information that he wasn't under contract when all that was going on and explained how that happened. And that it was, like, just all BS and drama. And, like, he, he was doing AEW a favor, essentially, by working without a contract. And he didn't go into details, like, on the Punk stuff. He doesn't even say Punk's name, but he's clearly talking about him. Uh, because when they, when they worked and... Uh, but you could just tell, like, this is... Just, just saying, it's all BS and drama, and like, and that's why I, I've always loved John and get along with him, love wrestling him, and uh, he he always is uh, he entertains me like whenever I like I I haven't been around John, you know, he used to when he used to drink on the buses, and there was clearly uh John Moxley with a with a couple drinks in him or a few drinks in him. I always, uh, even though he was always cool without it. Uh, and we were never overly close, but we were always we had conversations enough. And like we he rode back with me from California once when he caught a ride because I we were leaving the show. We did whatever SmackDown the tour. We just got done with a four or five day loop, and uh, we were in Fresno or something. And then I drove my my vehicle on the loop, my truck at the time. And uh, and he goes, "Oh, you you mind if I uh, ride home with you?" Because he wanted to get home he, rather than do his flight. He can get home that that night and like yeah and uh we had we had a good conversation that ride and about a lot of things that's where he told me some things about the shield where I, they went and got the finish change about the elimination chamber after and I'd had a conversation with them about going and talking to Vince because th- that was where Roman speared me and they got with Seth and I pulled him on top of me and and I they were sitting in the locker room and they were really I could tell frustrated oh my stuff was going on with Vince and, and Cena and everybody and I go you guys should go talk to Vince. On it, at least get some answers on because Cena was getting ready to put the the deal on them. Cena was was going to pin them. That would have been their loss, and they knew that that could be the beginning of 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 everything. And they needed to be protected still with it. And I just had my stuff. I'm seeing what's kind of going on, but I was over over already at this point. And I'm like, I didn't think that they were going to put it on me, and I didn't realize the, the the magnitude of everything going on with my situation still. And uh, but I remember he, he kind of just said, he just let me know that he goes, yeah, we went in there and they they changed it to to put it on you. And and. Uh, but that was I, I kind of was aware of of them, they were going to go in because I talked to them prior and said I'd go talk to Vince on it. So it was but uh, just talking about that stuff, we've always gotten along with everything and, and he's always spoken very positively about me and I've always appreciated that because it's just the truth of our interactions have always been good with that and uh been in the ring with them many many times but I, I i side with him like essentially john doesn't like there's no bs and drama in the real world and john's just a good guy like and he's a hard-working guy and he he loves pro wrestling with it but in this there's all this bs and negativity online and people in the business and that, what i believe in stuff like with punk he's a drama queen and it, people don't realize and like a lot of you guys like to th- – he has all these, these issues with everybody. And I'll read some of them. Some of you will go, yeah, yeah, but he was right about Ryback. No, he's a liar. <laughs> he lied to you. I know you think you saw him not go through the table perfectly, and that's true. He didn't, but he landed on padding. He, I didn't get in any trouble over this. Everything went as planned. The table still broke. We just didn't go through it as, as, as straight as, as, as we wanted to. On that but he lied and said I dropped him on concrete to make that part look worse than it actually was he landed on padding on padding <laughs> but you guys don't see this in that and then like this all would have came out there and it didn't right that's because it there was nothing there was nothing but you believe the lies and I could just tell John and getting that's where you're seeing this stuff with with punk and in aew and like I'll never tell – I never will say, like, any nobody should hire somebody because I think that's very, very that's – that's a low place to go. Like, stuff that Henry did with, like, and tried to do it earlier, which – wild, the timing, not even knowing. The, the, like, that's not happening anyways with my health at the time, years ago, with everything. But uh, there's drama and controversy that comes with him because if he's not the focal point of attention, uh, he, he – he, he just, it doesn't, doesn't go well. And uh, it's just, this has happened time and time again. And people too, I think now are more likely not to like, after they saw kind of what happened with UFC and everything. I don't think people, even if, if not that he was ever intimidating, but they're now not certainly not intimidated. So I think more people are just like, who's this guy with it. And so, but the truth always wins stuff's coming out. Essentially John's like BS and drama. Like he doesn't need to be dealing with it. None of us do. And, and I think with that other guy, there's a lot of BS and drama. Doesn't mean he still can't do great TV and do things, but there's a lot of BS and drama with that. And and you got to be careful with people like that, that don't fit into the team picture. Uh, that Because as much as wrestling is an individual sport, it is a team effort. And you've got to have people that are, that's why I talk about it, physical acting. You've got to understand that there's a time and a place that like, unless you sign up for a specific role, your role is going to adjust in pro wrestling with it. Right. And it, it's up. You got it. There's levels to it. And there's got times you got to know when to talk, when not to talk, when it's not about you. And these are, you know, but but John's awesome. And uh, I, I uh, go listen to it. It was it was a good listen. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. What I might do is actually adjust the screen back a little on the questions. All right, there we go. I can see that a little better now. Evan, you buy you can buy shirts whenever you want to buy shirts, Evan. I'll never tell you to go, you go buy my shirts right now. Evan, you buy the shirts when you're ready. That's all that matters. What did I think of Finley? I love his entrance. My name is Finley and I love to fight. Always was a fan of Finley's. I like Finley in WCW. I always was a fan. I just thought I, I just, he, I, from just the bleached hair to the, to the, the Irish singlet to his style. I, uh, I just thought he, he was, he was, he was vicious and he was intense. And, uh, he, he, I just always enjoyed, I always enjoyed his style of pro wrestling. And, uh, And his WWE run was very entertaining and more character stuff with that too. But that, and he was going out there, work, man, working live events. And he worked with a lot of guys early on. I know Lashley worked with him a bit and like he would, they would put guys with him when he was working that, that they wanted to, to, to get good because, or they, to, they would, they could see how, what the potential is in those guys, how they, how they, how they respond to being in there with a veteran like Finley. And you you just you either you either would would get better quick or or they would know with certain guys that that wasn't going to be the case and whatnot and then use them maybe uh, in a different role or, or whatnot. So, but if if they have guys like they were they were like really keen on pushing and like we're we're going to push them, so let's get them on live events and they may do that before they even debut guys. They would put guys with Finley and let them work a few house show loops, a few weekends or a few months with them and really and see. Uh, and, and help their development. And uh, but that's like, man, that guy, he was great. Him and Hornswoggle together. I just, I always enjoyed it. Always enjoyed it. And then and just, he looked the part, he, he fit it, and, uh, and his style, his intensity, that, that shines and stands out. And the guys that can do that now will stand out more than ever in pro wrestling with everything. Because you have a lot of guys that can do a lot of acrobatic spots. Now, I'm not... I think the right ones at the right time that doesn't don't sacrifice the business by guys standing around forever to pull off the move, which I think happens a lot now with certain people that do really, really, really cool spots that that though require precise timing and, and like landing in position. So what you're seeing is guys, they don't move because they if they if they're selling or moving, there's a chance that, that can that spot might not come off as well. In my opinion, you just shouldn't do spots like that that sacrifice the business a little bit and try to find more organic, natural ways to doing it. But everyone has their own thing and, and, and some p- talents get better with this, the more they do. But like, I just think like the, the doing all the in between things and, and the strikes and everything, your movements to shooting guys into a buckle to, to selling and, and really selling in things. I just think like if, if you could be del- deliver your offense in a very believable, intense manner that, that you can stand out. Sometimes the focal point just gets put onto all the dives and everything, but the other stuff doesn't look as good in that. And that's up to where that's the stuff that if that looks good first. And then you put in the other stuff here, or there. That's where the magic happens. And Finley, you don't even need, you don't even need that other stuff if you do all that stuff. Right. And Finley was one of those guys. Finley doesn't didn't need to do one, one crazy thing with it, but you watch that match because why? Because it's believable and that's, but it's good to have a balance. And let everyone your style, but like whether you're the greatest high flyer in the world, you should still strive to have your offense be believable and and, and with a with a focal point on selling. And two, another thing too, like, and I know everyone has their different theories. And I've always just from what I've seen, and I know for matches, people they don't remember a lot. If you're gonna do like, I wouldn't try to do ten really cool things in a match outside of like as far as like crazy things, I would like, what do I want people to remember the most out of this? And whether it's, it's it's the, the you're winning and doing something really cool going into the finish with that. Or if you're, you're going to be on the losing end, having a spot that really is going to, that people are going to remember. And so it's like, if you're going to, you're going to, have one really cool thing. And other than that, you're focusing on, on being believable on everything else and, and selling as good as you could sell, but you're going to pull off one amazing high flying thing, bam, bam. And like people are going to really, really remember that. Like, and the, the match was really good. And, but if you do 10, 20, 30 things, it's too, it's like it, 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 so much gets lost, but everyone has their own preference and, and, and way to work and, and style. And, uh, I, I just can control what I can control. Right. And that's just what, what, how I was brought up and and how I view it. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see all of you. We've got another super chat here. ACW online, thank you very much. Did you like the finish to your match with Punk and Hell in a Cell uh, with the Crooked Referee? Did it hurt your momentum during your winning streak? Well, I could tell you we've talked about this. Uh, So did I like my finish? Uh, So I I thought they, not knowing at the time that I was going to lose like six or seven or eight pay-per-views in a row uh, with all of this, I think it was, I think if I'm not mistaken, I lost, and this is going from undefeated, to being red hot and and a lot of momentum and continuing to raise that momentum, even despite pay-per-view losses, because I was still being really booked really good on TV with that. But I think it lost like, I lost six pay-per-views or eight. It was six going into the Cena program. And then that, the one was like a draw, but essentially didn't win the title. And the next one was the three stages of hell, which he put me through the ambulance and, and got me two to one on that right but i did have a pinfall victory over him on that which was it still still look really strong but that depending on what you do after that has to be has to be solid with that and after the jericho thing it was and even going into that it was you know but uh i the finish i thought we did a good job because it wasn't going to be for me I found out that day, like everybody else, I didn't know if they were going to put the title on me. I didn't read dirt sheets or anything, have any idea, barely even, I don't even know if I was using my Twitter at that point in time. I had it, but I don't, I didn't start using that until later, I think more often and like not, not having it on my phone because I was just busy going and I didn't want to hear, i saw kind. I didn't want to see all the BS and anything. And I, uh, I found out that day though, what we were doing and, um, and in most of that day, when we, after we found out we was putting together the match and it was meeting with Vince a couple times by myself, Vince wanted to see me and just talk to me. And, uh, and they wanted, I remember he wanted the match under 10 minutes because I'd been, been killing people and he didn't think Punk should be in there long with me, but it wanted to be where he's essentially running from a whore monster, kind of fighting and getting, getting, getting killed and, um, that was what though they came up with with using the referee and both of them pinning me like screwing me out of it. And then you saw they after they had me destroy Maddox, chase Punk, get Punk up there, and then end the pay per view with me shell shocking Punk on the cage, uh, going off on the pay per view with me, right? But the and it was great all of that, and, and that booking would have been fine had the booking following been better. Ideally, we could have done everything we did exactly the same. Even the the debut of the Shield when I had Cena was it I have Cena beat and the Shield came and, and attacked me and then it put me through the table and then Punk went and covered uh, Cena and kept the championship if I'm not mistaken on that we could have done that all the way until we did the TLC match on Raw which was supposed to be the TLC pay per view but Punk's knee was hurt not for me that was prior to anything with me and they just used me to write them off of TV for the people out there that still think I hurt Punk's knee with this. That had nothing to do with me at all on uh, but, um, we did the TLC match and then they had the lights go off and I was going to win the title again and the shield on the ladder, which, and then, and then put me down through the, the steps in the table. Right. And then punk holds on. And then, and then like if we would have pulled the trigger there, that everything would have been fine because we were red hot still, um, Still, if we want to go one step further, we could have kept everything the same and had me lose all the way up until WrestleMania with Henry. That finish, though, and it was done, and I've talked about this time and time again, I didn't trip and fall on my face and botch my own finish. That was the planned finish. I tried to talk to Vince. I did talk to Vince, and he explained to me, because I go, this is horrible. I go, go, you're making me fall on my face at WrestleMania with my own finish. Where like like I go, this like there's no way around it. He goes, No, it's meant yet you you fell on your face. He goes, You failed, you failed as a good guy to win the big one. And this is gonna fuel your 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 heel run, which was being sold to me of this is the big, we're gonna put the everything together and we're gonna get the title because we're going into a feud with Cena. So that was why I agreed to do that finish at WrestleMania. Had I known what they were going to do, I would have just said, let Mark hit me with his finish at WrestleMania. Don't, don't, I'm not going to do that with my finish, but with what they go, to go, I'm a professional. That's what you want. That's what we'll do on it. But I, I, I was, I was sold a, a false bill of landing, so to speak on, on, on that after all, and, and not getting the title with it. So in that case, everything hurts that momentum because we didn't pay it off. And there's a lot of people, young fans that do that. I was their their hero, the young, the 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 taking on all the bad guys and the shield by myself and getting the better of them a lot, but losing the big one with it. And they never we never let me recapture that or revisit that storyline. And that's where I just I remember I told you guys where I saw that kid in the gas station, and it was some time had passed. And he goes, Are you ever gonna get revenge on the shield? And I just looked at him and I go, Kid, sometimes the bad guys just win in this business. And uh, he, he, he was sad and, and it was, I, and I I'm not going to lie to him. I wasn't going to say, uh, but I, I just told him, I go, sometimes the bad guys win that uh, teaching them a valuable lesson in life. doesn't mean I'm giving up or stopping, but for that particular thing, the bad guys won, which I played the role of helping make the shield early on in their development with that and played a significant role. And I'm very proud of that because all three of those guys are amazing, but it's just physical acting granted. But so it was, uh, you know, having to, I could look at all that and 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 I'm proud of everything because I I know I know what it is and with it being, but is from a character standpoint and it would have been nice to pay that off. Yes. Welcome to the Ryback Show for our listeners. Goldberg's great. I've always have met him once uh, at WrestleCon 2018 when he got inducted. Uh, and, uh, and he came over to me and, and we shook hands and met each other for the first time. And, uh, I was always very, uh, I thought that was very cool of him to come over and say hello because he didn't, he didn't have to. And I know that early on we talked about like, I never, I've never disliked Goldberg ever with, I just know I was never trying to be him. I laughed because I, I don't, not anything that I ever once think like that. I think maybe we just have some similarities and it, and like, it's. But nothing was ever like B. Goldberg do Gold, like nothing. I just think there's some similarities, and I think that it, it's a it's it, it's a compliment in that because of matching that intensity or, or reminding people of that. But he, I know, I told you guys the interview I did when I first started doing media. I didn't realize people kind of how they'll fish because I wasn't I wasn't aware of like how these dirt sheets and stuff. I'm just living in the real world. I wasn't social media savvy like I am now. On it, nowhere near that. And I remember I was doing a sports radio interview, and one of the guys that it was—I don't know who—it was one of of them, a football guy, and I don't know if he. I think he played in the NFL, and with the with the with the with the regular announce regular host, sports radio host, and they like it was just something like. About Goldberg, I didn't even know like that was a thing. Like, there's something it just started, and like they said something about Goldberg, and I'm just like kind of in the interview. I'm just having my morning coffee. I'm not thinking about anything like with the time. I but I'm just like answering things confidently, and I and I just somebody. It was something like, "Do you think you're a better athlete than Goldberg?" It was something, and, and like not you know. Whereas if something like that happened now, it, it's just kind of like I know what you're doing. You're fishing for something to try to get a clickbait headline to try. You know what I mean? And so me not knowing and not really understanding that that was probably something that could have happened and being a baby face too. Right. Not really. It's not like I'm being a heel. Like I'm not a heel at the time. And and so, and I try to do those interviews just kind of, I've always just tried to be myself. And early on, I probably was more a little more in character at times of being more serious, but I just remember saying, Oh, I'm a way better athlete than Goldberg in that. And, but not like not, I Wasn't in the slightest trying to like, disrespect him, but I, it is, I can understand why I would be, if somebody did an interview now and they, somebody asked like, you know, if Wardlow did an interview and they're like, what do you think about Ryback? some way better. Like, i Ryback's nothing. And like, if he was being, it sounded like he, but whatever, you know, I'd be like, ah, that's like, I don't think that's, too, that's too kind on that. But, uh, so I understood why, like when he heard that he, and then he, why would he then want to, you know, say anything nice about me? With it, but it was just as simple. I've talked about that multiple times. I apologize for it. I, I wish I would have answered that differently because I didn't, it was never the intent to disrespect him on that. And I think he understood that later and and as time went on and and whatnot. So but that's just something that comes with experience and speaking, and, and you gotta it's unfort- an unfortunate part of like when you do interviews and things with people will, will will set you up with questions that you're just in the moment and you're sometimes you just cause you, you gotta but it's good to just take your time sometimes and, and just process it and let it just think about what they're asking and and just more often than not, you know, you know, just saying, oh I don't I can't knock Goldberg, the guy who was a former NFL player. You know, he that guy is one hell of an athlete. I think I'm a great athlete too, but there's no I, I I can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare myself to him. I don't even think about that stuff. That answer right there, there's no headline out of that, right? Because it's a it's a positive answer. It's a real answer in that, but I'm not like saying anything that they could take and, and blow up into a headline. Ryback claims he's a better athlete than Goldberg because that's what they did and what they do with it. And then it's, you see that if you, you're Goldberg and you go on and you're like, who's this new guy that they're comparing to me? And, oh, he says he's a better athlete. And then it's like, that guy seems like a bit of an asshole. That's how it starts, but you're not really, you know, and that, that's all it was. So, yeah, nowadays people believe the tweets over a guy who uh, streams every day and explains his side in brief. Yeah. That's just the world we live in. And I've talked to you guys, like the more we, and this is what's going on. And I, a lot of the, I see a lot of kids, like when I make my stuff and like, I, I do the TikTok on with the Roman reigns, like, uh, watching the, the, the TikTok, which has 500 something thousand views. It's doing, doing decent on that. But I put a thing on it, me watching WrestleMania, knowing I would win easy. All that is doing is that those people I'm doing that to trigger them so that they will come and hate on me doing it and it's going to help the good people see my post more which is how that happens with that and then then they but the what i'm getting at with that when this kind of stuff is people a lot of young kids and there's a lot of adults doing it but a lot of young kids they've grown up now with this technology and they don't understand how distracted they are and they're just lost in the comments arguing with people they watch little videos and and they see things right back oh, it's dangerous, Ryback this, Ryback this. And then and they don't know, they didn't even watch. They weren't even old enough to remember when during my period, Whether, but they've seen a few videos and, but they've obsessed. People that obsess over other people's lives are typically not obsessed enough with their own life, keeping the focus and attention on what they are doing and their loved ones and living in the real world as much as possible. And this is what you're seeing as a whole with social media. Everybody's getting distracted and obsessed over all these different issues, things, rather than like, if you have a problem, with, with certain things, what are you doing in your community to make a difference? You could be living a very positive, happy life, making a positive difference. Instead, everybody's obsessing and complaining and arguing, lo- lo- losing their lives in the comments. And this is, now, this is happening at a mass level with all the social media outside of the people that are aware enough to use it to their benefit and live their lives as much as possible in the real world but that's what we see i see we see it all the time i see it in young people and i'm like man these people are, have set themselves up for failure at such a young age they don't even realize they're not even going to get a chance to, to to fully capitalize on their lives because they have been embedded with being distracted and like nobody's told them to like stop like man use this very sparingly you but like don't get caught up in like this stuff and Obsessing over other people and live other people living their life, especially other people that aren't hurting anybody or doing anything. They're just doing what they love and they're passionate about. You don't like something? You'll the best thing you could learn if you don't like something is to just tune it out, block that if you don't like them, if you don't want to see it, or just don't comment and move on and focus on things that you do like, and your 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 life will be better. I promise. Talked about Dominic yesterday. Going through, looking at your questions. Super chats are always appreciated. Do I have what heat with Paul London? Not at all. Paul was always, I've met Paul multiple times. Paul's a great guy. That's the most random question I think I've ever gotten on here. One of the most. I shouldn't say the most random. That that, that would be that just very random question. Uh, why did you get fired? I did not get fired. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Walk walk away from a multi million dollar contract that I still have in my office here, and that walk away or or get fired, and then you tell people exactly what happened. They're like, no 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 no, you got fired. I'm like, no no no, I I I was I'm I'm like the person, I'm the person they gave it to. Like I, I'm the one that dealt with all of it, and they're like, no 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 no, you got fired. You you were you were ass. You're horrible. I go, no, no, like literally, I, I did it. I really, they, it, it, here, here's the, co- oh, they, you, you probably made, that's fake. You got fired. I heard Melcher say it. Oh, okay, okay. Like, what do you, what do you do with those people? I'll tell you what you do. You just block them and move on and go on. You're like, thank you for playing, Danny. Enjoy your life. Please try not to breed too much. The random was the have you ever fallen for a popcorn selling? Yeah, that was that might psycho kid said that might be the most random yesterday's show of the guy asking me if I if I hooked up with popcorn, chick selling popcorn. Like, I don't know what that. that Why they couldn't just be concession, maybe that. But he just seemed like specifically just it was pop girls, just that standing by an individual popcorn machine at the arenas. Because that's what this guy saw. This is how I'm picturing it anyways. And it, it's just that, like, Ryback just had a thing for the popcorn-selling chicks. ACW Online, thank you for the super chat. Would you like it if Randy Orton costs Cody the match? Also, if Roman loses, where does he go from there? <clears throat> um, I think that's actually a, a very good storyline. And I think it, <clears throat> and that and that keeps Cody and Roman together probably for uh, for two, three, four months if they depending on how how they how they book it with that. And uh, I'm not against that at all. Now is that, that is, would would Cody, you know, Cody? And I'm I'm sure and them are fully aware of of what the outcome is going to be. Uh, and maybe again, it's possible they don't. Maybe it's going to be a game day decision. But I I just feel that Roman has been. Heavily protected and invested in, and we're getting cl- so close to that thousand days. It just all depends on what their ultimate goal is. If Roman is the is that the focal, which he has been, so it's either going to be Rocco's, Roman's the, been the focal point, and it's going to be shifted into Cody, and we are going with Cody for the next year or two. On that right, and in which it leaves an interesting question: like, what do you do with Roman after that? You could do anything with Roman after that. He's already made. He's been made. With that, Roman can just be invested in good storylines. With that, he doesn't need championships to do that. And you could have Roman, though, and they've done this like Cena did. You can have Roman win the Intercontinental or the U.S. Championship and do open challenges. It all depends on what the storyline is at the time. You know, if he's going to take four or five, six months off, they've got plenty of time to let things breathe. People will be dying to see him again when he comes back, and he'll be in a huge capacity. In the storyline, he's always. His character is always involved in storylines, some better than others. But when you're involved in storylines, that's the focal point. That's what it should be for everybody at most points with that. But it's not always always the case or always easy. Uh, I do like Roman costing Cody. I mean, sorry, I, I take that back. Randy Orton costing Cody the match at WrestleMania. I think that that is, it will get a hell of a reaction if Orton comes out from under the ring and RKO's Cody after Cody and the match being well deep into the into the near falls and however whatever however that story goes goes that they tell with that and, and if if Randy is the one you, there's such a history there it's so personal That's instant Cody still that's the top storyline you know going out and what Roman does after that is who's going to dethrone Roman that kind of is a, that's I think an exciting thing moving forward if you continue that storyline who's gonna who's he's literally beaten everybody who's gonna stop him that that says so that's how that continues with it and and, but it's just finding opponents for him now to to keep that going or or are you gonna rehash some guys it's you you know you want it to always be as fresh and interesting as possible so that but that's only they know that what the direction is going to be i like that though I, and if I'm if I'm in that position and I know it's not for me to win the title, I really like that pitch if they're presenting that that kind of a pitch to protect me, to keep me booked and for my character. That, that's that's a very good, good, good uh, post feud for Cody. Hello, hello. Good to see all of you. Welcome to the Ryback Show, available on all podcast platforms. Good to see all of you today. I'm, uh, let me see here. Scrolling up a far away here to make sure I didn't miss anything. London was uh roasting your feeding time videos last night i don't know that's cool i will uh those feeding time videos i will forever be proud of because they're tied into to me with feed me more nutrition and anybody that has any any idea about business marketing and i've told you guys multiple times the the strategy behind that and that i could do that for the rest of my life and that is a very very valuable revenue stream Uh, In multiple ways, so I don't anyone could say whatever they want on any of that like that's uh, I've built up a one of the largest pro wrestling followings post WWE uh, and more followed than the majority of people on TV. So I will uh, anyone could say whatever they want on any of that. And this is all while being suppressed, by the way. So which makes it even more impressive if you truly know what's going on. Hello, hello. Vince fired you, that's why you left WWE. That makes sense. Shell shock. Uh kicking out of this kicking out of finishers. Do you think it's overdone? Everyone has their, their preference on it. I'm I'm very all I can tell you is how what my mindset on it is in psychology is I believe in protecting your finish as much as possible. I, I think it's just do you just do different moves if you're going to have the person kick out. I'm not a fan of. I'll tell you what I saw on Raw last night with with the girls match. Um, was it Becky and the other girl with um, from Damage Control? Is that what it, where she did the drop kick? She did some sort of a really impressive move, but it was the the kick, and she did the huge and landed big bump on her back doing the drop kick. Because I don't know if she did like a something off the top, and and like, but she hit the mat hard. And if you're watching that, like I literally look at like, oh damn, she hit hard on that. She no sold it completely and popped right up with that. While Becky's already selling, the other girls already selling on it on that. And I go, that's the kind of thing though, like stuff like that. When you I see that, it's like. Sell and there's some talents that do this. If you ever watch, like on superplexes and things, you need to be selling because everything. When I was a kid and I saw people if they did it, I'd go, "Why did the guy give him the move that hit the mat just as hard as the guy that that he gave the move to? Why is he up? It's such a disconnect when you see that that move is a desperation move, psychology wise. You are hurting yourself but the hopes that you're going to hurt maybe just a little more and you need to be on the self. you ever watch me do things, you'll see, I always set like it's a, a thing that matters and you, you just acknowledge it and you give it time. You let it, no one's going anywhere. You don't need to pop up. It looked like it hurt. Make, sh- make the people believe it. Don't throw it away on that. But like, when so that just reminded me of that. When I saw that, but finishes finishers, I just think like, undertaker they they, and sean when they did that and it was so special is because nobody had ever kicked out of the tombstone or or very rarely right with it and it's just it makes it like you build up and if you're towards the end of your career and and i think undertaker probably thought he was he didn't realize he was gonna probably go another 10 12 with it right um but that's where near falls they started getting out of control with the finishers because everyone's people are, are replicating it like um my thing is, it's like, because if you do it and people, this, it goes, you guys, you start taking three, four five of your finish. And then like, then it's going to be, and then you got to just do have things where you're going to beat guys with it once. And that makes the other guys not look as good over time, whether you're meaning to do that or not, but you let so-and-so kick out of it five times, four times, three times, two times. And then when, like the guys that just get beat with it once, you're like, it just kind of, you know what I mean? It, it's so, I, I just think it protecting it as much as possible. It, with it, and, and then, in very rarely, a very special occasion, the right time, and it, but that's it, it, it up to the individual talent to 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 want to protect their finish with it, and, and just do other moves and do other things to get pins. You know, I'm even a fan of getting pinfalls and not always using your finish. If using if you want to do something and it's going to be the most impressive spot of the night and it's going to look great, let that be the finish. Let the crowd go crazy and then pop even bigger that it's the finish. And it's not a kick out on one or two, and there's going to be 20 more of those. But then you have people, it looks like a finish. It was a finish on it. Like, like. so, but it in, in, in allows you to invest in other moves and it conditions the crowd to make things that are, look really good can beat guys. Sometimes they don't connect as well. They don't beat them. and That could be told through the announcers and through, you know, so, but that's just, that's just how I view it, man. hello, hello, hello. I don't regret anything in my career. Everything happens for my favor and benefit. You can never regret anything. Everything you do in life, you stick to it. You did it. It is what it is. And uh, be grateful for everything. And I've always, always kind of just lived with that mindset. Super chat, Captain Solo. Thank you very much. How are your dogs? And would you ever consider going to AEW? Big fan here. Keep up the great work, big guy. Well, that's a Double dipping on the super chat there, Captain Solo. He starts off, oh, I'm just just making small talk. How are the dogs doing, big guy? I was just wondering here, I'm uh, with uh, Sports Talk Radio. Are you going to AEW? How are those dogs, though? Starts off, hey, Captain, dogs are doing great. Sophie, little guy, just took them to the park earlier and uh, gave them their treats, gave them some chicken after their walk going to play with them, take them outside and play with them a little bit after this and work on my shoulder goal workout. Oh yeah. By the way, me and Tony had been in regular contacts and yeah, probably, probably debuting soon. Oops. No. Uh, The uh, I've told everybody when I get my documentation for my ride back trademark, we will go from there. And I'm in one to two months on that. I was told no later than June, but should be a little before that, hopefully a lot before that. And we'll see where the shoulder is. I continuously hours every day, and uh, I feel great. I'm in. I'm in fantastic condition. Getting in better and better condition every week. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with everything. Let me see here. Oh, uh, we got a a guy again spamming. Knock, knock, knock. Mother Ether shell shock. But that's one thing. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a great question on the kicking out of finishers, though. I don't think a lot of guys really think about that part of it that I mentioned, that when you let a guy start, unless it's specific and it's for a special talent and there's a a certain thing, someone's being really protected. But when you let people routinely kick out two, three, four times, and it's happening happening quite often, it, it kind of shits on the people you beat once with it whether that's just how people that watch this stuff, that view it, it kind of, they might not even know it at the time, but they're watching. And, you know, that's why I hate, like when I see guys no sell like the super kicks and and the different things that that are finishers and with others and, you know, and like they go, they'll throw 10 sometimes and then they go back to throwing one and it works. It's like, it's just too much of a, a disconnect. And I've just always kind of, I like things to connect in this made up world as much as possible. So, but everybody, everybody has their own ideas and flavor of how they do things. And like I said, I could just control the things that I'm involved in and do. Right. And so, and th- that's how my, my mindset on it. Cause I'm not going to lose any sleep over, you know, sitting in my head, like hitting my head into my pillow, like, why are they kicking out of their finishers? And that, you know, it's just, it's pointless. It's not, uh, I, I, Control what you can control. Uh, We talked about back problems Monday. What has helped me is building a better core. Another thing, if you want to solve your back problems, this is, I'm telling you guys, build up your glutes. Core is part of this, but your glutes, weighted hip thrust whether it's through a machine at the gym, a lot of gyms have them or with the barbell with the foam padding, you see all the fitness chicks doing it. Those weighted hip thrusts. I have videos of me doing them strong glutes lead to a strong back, uh, in doing uh, other glute work. Um, and, and, and to whether you don't even have to squat or deadlift heavy with things, but using your glutes to squeeze at the top. um, doing things like wall squats where you squat front facing a wall it teaches you how to break your hips properly and squeezing your glutes at the top portion of that. It's a great movement. Do it once a week, every week, still just, just so, such a good movement with that, but like glute kickbacks, things like that. And I'm, I'm missing a really good one. Uh, the glute hand machine is another good one that, that really work your glutes, uh, that you hook your legs into that. I'd post them for my gym. I have a lot of gyms have it. Some gyms don't, uh, but but hip weighted hip thrust are one of the best things you could do do for your for your glutes and for your back. Uh sand says thoughts on punk calling out melter recently. I don't it, it's that's just like Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Have at it, guys. Let let duke it out. It, it, take each other out, please. Do do the world a favor. That's my thoughts on it. Ryback versus Goldberg and Saudi. Sure, for ten million. I'd go to Saudi for ten million. I've been I've been to Riyadh. Was it Riyadh once? It was uh interesting experience. Great catering at the hotel. I will say that. But uh, we were not allowed to leave the hotel and when You're told there's beheadings down the road while you're in the hotel and they don't have vans for you to go to a gym so you have to work out which the gym they had at the hotel was more than it was decent enough to get a good workout in but I was like when when we're told we're not allowed to leave the hotel and uh it, it, it's you, you stay in your room you go down to the catering and, the, and t- stay stay in route didn't you don't leave outside those doors unless it's to get on the bus to go to the arena to come right back and then to eventually to go straight to the airport. And, uh, and it was, a the, that time I went, it was a very interesting experience. I'll say I was very grateful when, when we touched ground in the United States and very thankful that, that I, I live in this great country and, uh, but great time, great fans, it, but it, it, it's, it's not that, you know, you want to be, you want to be compensated if you're going over there and you don't have to. Uh, super chat, Jesse Saucedo. Thank you very much. Coming in with that 10 spot. Hi, Ryback, big fan. What was the plan with Nexus and Undertaker? I know Otunga told Barrett he was going to reveal why on Raw 2011. Yeah, there was something. And I'm not going to be, this isn't going to be like an entertaining answer or anything on this. It was, I think there was another plan in place. With creative that we kind of thought like we were talking was it like a higher power nexus? There was something like there was going to be a higher power, like sort of reveal some sort of connection. And for whatever reason, I don't, I don't off the top of my head. I just remember it kind of us saying like, "Oh, I guess we're not doing that," or it kind of just going away. There was something that was discussed, and and I don't know how serious it ever was, and I don't know if Undertaker was supposed to be involved at some point. Like I don't know any of that. And we weren't figured in enough. We were so brand new and just trying to go out there and and, and, and do our jobs. And we, 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 I mean, we got thrown into the mix right away, getting amazing reactions, great heat. And, uh, and, and it was, it was wild. So like, but we, we weren't like, you know, we're going day to day, you know, we're, we're not, we're not like, what's the, what's the outcome here for our group? Like we weren't even, you know, we weren't asking those questions and, and nor we, should we probably have had that one of but that you don't make waves that early on when they're when they're pushing you guys and we didn't know how it was going to go eventually anyways right but there was something i think creative that's like things in wrestling things will go great and and like it was and it's awesome i think the group made a, a memorable impact forever uh, in, in pro wrestling in a short period of time, it doesn't matter how I think is a memory. If it, it's clearly, clearly remembered by fans and we're all, I think very proud of that, but, um, the lifespan of it wasn't the greatest, but, you know, I think they learned from some of those things too. And like the, it, the shield group, it worked better for and they were protected better overall, you know? And, and so it's unfortunately the, the role wasn't for us, uh, even though it was a great opportunity and, and grateful for all of it, there's really nothing, there's nothing to complain over that or anything and with all of that. So, but I think that you, there's, there's multiple ideas that are floated around that probably that, that higher power thing was, was done to a degree and then not really, not really completed or anything. So am I natty? No, I'm on TRT HRT within the normal ranges and have been since 28 on that. Don't have, said it over and over i don't don't abuse don't i stay go get blood work uh twice a year most of the time and uh and like to stay in the mid high normal range on that and that's what i've had uh low testosterone though since i did when my cycles early on very minor uh my early 20s there for a few years very little very not very often but it was enough uh to shut down my production There was another thing too, not even that wasn't related, but it was just, uh, I I need to be on it. It, it, There's no, um, no other solution, unfortunately, it, they call it primary hypogonadism with it. And, uh, it's like my weight too. Like I can, I had low testosterone all throughout like Nexus. I had low testosterone The Nexus Ryback was, was, was natural on that. And like, that's me, what I look like with, with low testosterone with it. And, uh, I just knew like I was training, I go, man, I don't, even though I looked, I thought i looked good. I didn't like, go, man, I feel like I don't look nearly as good as I should for how hard I, I I've been my, you know, good, my diet and training. And, and then you go get blood work. I remember it was after my ankle injury, I had lab work done and they go, you're tested. You've got your shot. Like, and I just go, what? I was 28. And, uh, and so it was an easy decision. I go I'll just I'm I'm okay just living being on it and being normal and uh and feeling great and not having to worry. Most men are gonna have to go on it anyways if they wanna if they wanna feel their best and look their best. And I don't I don't view that as like abusing steroids or being on steroids and that's it. It's it's on TRT, you know. But everybody you know, has different views on that, but I go if you're in the normal ranges, you're clearly and yeah, maybe my levels are are a little higher than guys that aren't on it as they're getting older, but it's it's the same or not as high as as kids, you know. So, but you're not you're not like you're not two, three, four, five, ten, twenty times the level the testosterone levels of everybody else. That's abusing drugs, abusing steroids, and people that are doing that are usually doing a lot of other things. So. Uh, do you th- do i think it's harder for the talent to get over when there's 200 people on the roster i no, so the roster size doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it it's the even though that, can, that it does have something to do with it with what you're asking i know but it, it, it just comes down to you've got to you've got to get consistent time on tv unfortunately when you've got a lot of people on a roster though and, and you you try to keep people happy and you you, you get people on TV and where you need to kind of have a group that you're consistently putting out there and like for a pretty long period of time with it. And then in that, if there's like maybe one or two things that just aren't working after a certain lengthy period of time of seeing, then, you know, like, I think there's this can be someone better. And and so that's what I think is kind of going on. And, and it's just difficult with it it's just but it's a matter of you just got to be figured in every week it takes it takes time for people to become stars and you got to be on you got to be on more often than not with it and um it's tough and it's not easy guys into running a wrestling show these guys i was watching you know watching raw last night and them doing three hours every week and i've lived it and been a part of it and it's just you just don't realize how many people it takes to put on a to put on a pro wrestling show at that level and from the production standpoint and timing things out. There's so many people figured into making these things look so seamless and effortless with from the graphics to the from the promos leading into the matches and everything. Pro wrestling, it truly is just it's so special and amazing that it comes off as flawless as it does more often than not. With how many moving parts there are on it, and you know, and but like you've got you got two shows a week, and you've got an internet show. Because I, I imagine you're referencing more AEW on that. I don't know. They, I know they have. And I've talked to people. They go, there's so many people backstage, and people like that aren't wrestling, and, and that are under contract. They're just not being used, and you know that's and that's a lot going on. But you need to you need to get the same group on TV more often than not give like it because you give really fair chances uh in investing into storylines and you know, but you know, that show too. They they there's stuff that's that's good on the storylines, and I can't control everything as a whole. And and Tony has his views on how he likes wrestling and his version of wrestling. And I do believe they understand the importance of storytelling. I think more now than even prior before, and the longer he he's in this and does this, he's I think he's just gonna get better and better with it. But it uh you know, it's difficult sometimes if you're just doing it from the, the, you know, a bell to bell standpoint and guys are getting switched out all the time, even if they go to amazing, if it's not followed up with anything that kind of just gets forgotten and lost in the shuffle. And and it's, so it's where you really want to be invested in, in, in weekly. And it's, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing. And like, I, I I know what I know and, and, and you gotta, you know, you just gotta, you gotta handle your own business and you got, um, I'm very grateful for the things that I know and, and I learned and being in the business and that I could watch and see what's going on and, and continue to learn from and whatnot. But, you know, if you're, it, it, it's it's not easy. That's why I told, i talked to you guys about like the guys that everyone that are under contract should be hustling on social media, trying to get as over as possible, being themselves on it because that translates into things and in, like you, you it, 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 it it's very important. Because it's like how how my thing is this: you should be doing everything. Take whatever I'm doing and try to do it in your own way. On it, everybody, you got it, got it. Because you think it, you know, if nothing's changed and you get your guy and you're just showing up to the arena and there's 200 people there, and you're you're in spots 150 and 200, you know. How long are you going to have to wait for an opportunity? Probably a really long time. But I'll tell you what, if you're in that, you're just, you're doing everything right. You're working hard. You're getting a match here and there, but you're hustling on social media. You start getting hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views on social media. You start getting a following and you're not not hurting anybody. You're just being yourself, having a good time with it. And people are taking notice of you. And then they go, yeah, do you know, so-and-so, he got like 50 million views on TikTok." last month is like, he's got like 500 followers now on this maybe we should maybe like this guy i'm telling you, you're you going to get an opportunity out of it if you're doing everything else right and just hustling on social media that is how you're going to get attention of, of your bosses and people at some point in time because they're, they're, if nobody else on tv is doing it and you all of a sudden got millions of view of, of followers on the platforms on this, and they're not doing anything. They're going to try to probably find some way to capitalize on your viewers. This is why I keep saying social media is very important. We don't realize it when you're there and you're on TV. I didn't realize it. I didn't have any of this stuff outside of Twitter and the Instagram. They made me make my last year the, the social media guys. And I go fine. I finally caved in and I made it you no know, overseas. And I told you guys this story. My first Instagram post is I think me power bombing Luke Harper because Luke was eating. We were eating together at catering, and the social media guys right across. And I make the account from him because he's like, "Will you make it now, please?" So I can tell them you made one. And so I make it. And then I just me and Harper had just wrestled recently, so I have the picture fresh. And I this is gonna be my first post, and it's me like power bombing him. Go look. Uh, there it should still be there. And uh, and that was uh, and that was how it was made but you don't realize the importance of it with it and, and hustling and that's what I would do if especially realizing the importance of social media and growing your following and keep working hard keep positive and uh, and keep trying different things when you get opportunities but if you're not doing that you're're you're, you're you're on a very slow 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 escalator if you're trying to get to the top or make any real money in wrestling. Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you. Good to see all of you guys. I appreciate all the love and support here at the Ryback Show. Guys, please check out, uh, I'm looking here to make sure, please check out my Feed Me More Nutrition guys on uh, feedmemore.com. We've got all the Ryback merch on there. We, uh, we are going to wrap up today's show. And with that, this, this sweet sugar sugar, those dreaded words. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. And uh, I've got to get a lot of stuff done. But we'll be back. We'll be back. we got we got Wednesday and we've got Thursday. And then we'll hopefully have another feeding time out Friday. The podcast version is always up shortly after the show, guys. Please subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Get that audio a quick little listen even 30 seconds or a minute, get that, get that listen, keep that audio going up, uh, to get those numbers up on the audio with all of that. All right, guys, have a great one. Thank you very, very much. And until next time, my friends stay hungry, feed me more. more.